welcome to Recast, presented by the Baptist Union of Scotland. Each episode will look at a key issue of mission or discipleship for church leaders in Scotland. We will be bringing you key voices, practical insights and unique stories, all focused on the church in Scotland. Welcome to Recast, I'm your host Len Innes, and yes you did download this on the Midcast feed but we are rebranded and kind of new. Uh, I hope you like the new intro music. Uh, our team at the Baptist Union has changed in the past few months and we thought it was time to do something fresh with the podcast. We'll still be looking at issues of mission in Scotland but we also want to make sure we don't miss out on the critical piece of being good Jesus followers as well particularly in this season where many leaders find themselves in challenging times and situations. So why the name? Why, why Recast? Well, when we were coming up with the idea of what we would call it, we were using words like re-engaging, revisioning, refreshing. And so we have the Recast. And if you don't mind me being spiritual just for a wee minute, um, as I've thought about it, I realise there's two times in the Gospels where we find Jesus telling his disciples to put their nets into the sea again, recasting, if you will. First is in Luke 5, where Jesus tells them that they will become fishers of people. In other words, they're going to become about mission. And the second is that famous passage in John 21, after Jesus' resurrection, where he appears on the beach for this intimate moment with his disciples and restores Peter in a moment of deep significance. So recast, we're looking at a de- deep personal faith in Jesus as leaders and at issues of mission in Scotland. This is what we're about. The final change, and undoubtedly the best one of all, is that I now have a co-host. Woohoo! <laughs> Uh, Lisa Holmes. Uh, Lisa is the Deeper Church Lead at the Baptist Union and has many years of pastoral leadership experience, having been the senior pastor at Skipton Baptist Church in Yorkshire for many years. Lisa, welcome to our podcast. Thank you, Glenn. This is properly exciting, isn't it? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to what this is going to be. I really don't have much of a clue about what it's going to be, but I think it's going to be great fun uh, at very least, and hopefully it will be at least somewhat um, informational and helpful for those who are listening. Indeed, yeah, we definitely hope that, don't we? And let it can engage with the kind of topics that people are really interested in at the moment and talking about and maybe even get some wisdom, probably some, from somebody other than us. But, I uh, would yeah. suspect it may come from <laughs> our guests. Yes, indeed. Uh, Lisa, you've been travelling around Scotland uh, on the trains, racking up your train miles. I don't think they work quite as well as air miles right enough, but... Uh, You've been racking them up. Anything interesting you've come across in Scotland in your travels in the last couple of months? Oh, and that's a big question, isn't it? Um, I've decided that trains and buses actually work really well in Scotland. Um, I'm getting really good insight into that. Um, Not only that, but of course, the scenery looking out the windows is absolutely excellent as well. Um, So I I guess uh, probably just talking to a lot of leaders um, and drinking a lot of coffee right now. so that's, that's always a good thing, right? Um, Absolutely. You need to be writing as a little best coffee shops in Scotland book or something like yeah, that. Yeah, uh-huh. although that is just a recipe for disaster, isn't it? That's how to alienate everybody <laughs> <laughs> straight away. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, most leaders um, are a bit weary, aren't they? Um, yep. 
I think we're one of the things that I've noticed is that there's a huge amount of commonality across the place. Um, yeah, a few folks are quite giddy and excited about the possibilities of this new season, but actually a lot of people are, are really quite weary and feeling like they could really do six months off before they have to make new plans and have new strategies and new ideas. And that whole thing about people coming back to church and all the reasons why people may or may not be coming back to church, you know, um, yeah, really important things that yeah. people are wrestling with right now. And it's fascinating. It's right across the church spectrum, that, isn't it, where we see yeah. big churches and little churches who are saying, yeah, not everybody's back. Some people hesitant. Those that are back are probably coming less often than they mm -hmm. were. Mm -hmm. And those that are back and coming regularly are much less keen to sign up to be on a rota to help out with things. Absolutely. And, and it doesn't yeah. matter the size of the church, whether you're in a city or in a rural context. That's what I'm hearing so many people reporting on. It's just a fascinating kind of moment, isn't it? It is. And I think, there's, you know, I mean, there's some, uh, I think, research come out from the Evangelical Alliance today as well. You know, again, it's just a, a common experience. And... I mean, on one hand, you could feel a bit discouraged by that, but the other side of that is when you're in the same experience as pretty much everyone else, there's a sense that it's slightly less personal, and but also that we need to ask some big questions about what that means. And, you know, these are some of the things that we're going to try and dig into a bit of depth about mm -hmm. what's going on in church, how we actually manage to do mission in this context, what it means. I was chatting to somebody this week what about what it means to... Be, to do mission as a church and whether that's actually about empowering individuals to be scattered in a place yeah. and we want to spend some time looking at that and how we empower people for that but but probably the pivot in terms of our podcast is that we really want to dig into how we follow Jesus well and, mm -hmm. and you know your role as deeper church lead is I think about helping us do that is that right? Yeah, I think so as well. Um, it's kind of being worked out as we go along, of course, but isn't that true of everything that we do, really? Um, I think that it's if ever there's a moment to be organic and kind of listening, that double listening, you know, listening to the culture of what's going around us and listening to what the Holy Spirit might be saying, this is a moment for that, isn't it? But um, yeah, definitely about kind of developing our own walk with the Lord and, you know, how we do that together. So kind of what does church really mean and what does that look like? How does that um, form us as followers of Jesus? And, and the bit you just said there really about how does this impact us for our everyday lives? You know, what difference does it make? But those are really key questions right now, aren't they? The thing I'm really excited about this change in the podcast is that we're not seeing mission and discipleship or mission and spiritual formation as two separate things, but actually our mission flows out of our discipleship. It's an integral part to what it is. And and the idea that we could do mission without actually thinking about discipleship is also a mistake. So hopefully we're yeah. going to become this holistic, amazing <laughs> podcast, or, or maybe we'll just put something out that's occasionally quite entertaining and got some good information in it. Absolutely. What we're going to do with this episode is have a bit of a chat with you, Lisa, about this whole question of uh, retreats. And and really because of what you just said a moment ago, so many of our leaders are, um, to use a very spiritual term, knackered. Um, <laughs> w w you know, they, uh, they have led well for 18 months. Many of yeah. them geared themselves up to do amazing stuff thinking this might last three months or six months. And then as it dragged on, they're still mm -hmm. pedaling as fast as they can on the bike, but the wheels are going a bit slower and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. 
And as uh, one pastor reflected to me uh, a couple of weeks ago, you know, he had had his church, everybody was involved and it was all uh, decentralized and minister ministry leaders led all sorts of stuff. And then the pandemic meant it all needed to be centralized. Yeah. And now there's this sense of ministers and church leaders being stuck with mm -hmm. all this centralized that they don't want, but they can't mm -hmm. get rid of. So they're exhausted. What do we do about it? Well, I think you think a retreat is a good space. Yeah, I mean, I think um, it's one of those things where we have at times kind of, oh, well, I don't have time for it, or yeah, later on, and you know, um, and at some point I'll do that, or other people who are a certain type of person, well, they do that kind of thing, don't they? Um, and it just feels like a real moment for us to press the pause button, um, and it, you know, it might be a morning or a day, or if you know. I think ideally it's like overnight and a day or even longer if you can make that but a moment to really just take a bit of time out for ourselves you know that's that's not a selfish thing but just to take a moment to um look after ourselves and to listen to god and maybe to tell him what we're feeling about stuff as well um so i think the retreat thing it's interesting just mentioning it to a few folks that it seems to be really resonating with people um people are going oh yeah you know sign me up i will come um, so I think it's definitely a felt need as well as something a bit deeper than that right now. Brilliant. I mean, I, I guess we should start at the beginning. If we're going to do good discipleship, good, good, deeper spiritual formation, then we need to start with the scriptures, right? And so we need to ask, you know, is, is this something that's commanded in the scriptures? Go thou on a retreat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. It's not quite as simple as that, is it? But we can see, you know, that that Jesus took himself out of the um, madness um, in order to just find those lonely places um, and just to be to spend time with the Father and to have rest and peace, you know. And 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 you think, well, if you were in ministry for only three years, um, would you have time for a retreat? You know, or would you think actually, no, I just need to kind of give everything to it like 100% of the time. But, yeah. you know, even Jesus didn't do that. He, he knew that, you know, we work from a place of rest and took that, that moment to, to spend time talking with the Father and just to, to be away from people and the demands. Um, and obviously, you know, even right at the beginning of his ministry after his baptism and you, you kind of get, well, this is the moment, you know, I mean, after your induction, Glenn, you know, you're up preaching the next morning, aren't you doing this stuff, Absolutely. but, but the Holy Spirit took him out in the wilderness for 40 days. Well, that's not logical, is it? Um, and, and there's a space there and that's not so comfortable actually, is it? Cause that's the place where he wrestles with it, with the evil one, but also a place of real intimacy with God as well. And we see that that image of the wilderness and we see it in Hosea, don't we, where God talks about leading the people and teaching them to walk and speaking tenderly to them. So that wilderness can be kind of both of those spaces, but if you like, it's a time out. Um, and then just, you know, the kind of principle of Sabbath, isn't there? And, you know, the Sabbath year. Um, and truthfully, you know, we're not great at that, are we? We're not great at these good rhythms. Um, and so sometimes that has to work itself out in a slightly different shape. I mean, I think that ideally we have the at least one day of space, um, but we do need that punctuation. I think that's probably what it is, isn't it? It's punctuation in our 
in our life pattern and many of us have had no punctuation i think that's probably for me the last 18 months felt like one long sentence um and then i went oh. <laughs> um so we, we need some punctuation and, and the retreat can offer that and i think that the bible shows us that yeah i mean you use the word retreat what what do you mean when you say that i mean you know because there's a there's a form of retreat that's kind of corporate and organized and uh, led uh, there's another form of retreat that maybe you know I, i'll confess to enjoying i used to jump on my motorbike and disappear for an overnight somewhere which was really just headspace but very informal me reading a book on my own so a kind of solitary thing what, what are you thinking when you're talking about retreat here i think it can be all of those things and i think different things work in different you know periods of time um kind of how we are the thing that's kind of uh, I've been thinking about a little bit right now, partly because the word retreat doesn't sound very kind of, uh, I don't know, forward. <laughs> Clearly, I mean, it's kind of retreat, isn't it? So, so you have that sense that, oh, how can this be good? Because it's like stepping back. Um, and when we talk about it in terms of uh, military strategy, we're talking about, you know, military withdrawal. It's kind of like a sense of failure almost, isn't it? You know, they're retreating. Yeah. But one of the terms I think has been really helpful for me when I've been thinking about this is around strategic withdrawal. Um, so it's, it's putting some distance between ourselves and the battle line intentionally because, because we've decided that's a wise decision to make. Um, and, and so for me, that, that's kind of just thinking around that little bit um, that really resonates as... Um, as a really positive way of thinking about retreating. So it's a strategic withdrawal. It's intentionally putting some distance between ourselves and the battle line. Um, yeah, and I guess there might be a whole bunch of reasons why troops might decide to do that. Um, so they might think, well, we're just losing too much ground now. So we need to strategically withdraw because um, they might think, oh, we're becoming really tired and weary and therefore we're becoming ineffective so we actually just need to to move ourselves out of this front line place um you might look around and go whoa we have so many casualties right now on the battlefield that we need to pick some of them up and take them behind the battle lines and we need to kind of regroup um here and and do a bit of tending and caring and healing before we kind of engage back in the battle um and and sometimes it's just as simple as going this current strategy feels like I'm banging my head against a brick wall. Um, I need to step back and go, in all truth, this is not really working right now. I need to have a sit down again and have a think about, you know, what would be the right approach to this now. So, so suddenly it doesn't feel so negative. It's a bit more kind of taking an honest assessment of where I'm at, where we are at, and saying, is this a moment for strategically withdrawing from the battlefield right now in order that I can engage again. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a running away, it's not a throwing up the white flag, it's not any of yeah. that. It's actually uh, very much a, a positive forward looking mm -hmm. uh, retreat if that even that sentence even makes sense. <laughs> what what are you thinking about when what's re resonating with you in terms of how you would do that kind of retreat? I think it it's sort of just going actually when I when I listen 
to some degree when I was listening to myself um, over the last year and a half, um, when I'm drinking coffee, listening to other people, what, what I'm hearing myself say, what I'm hearing other people say is, I don't know if I can keep going anymore. I don't know quite how to deal with things right now. Um, I feel really weary. I mean, we're really conscious, aren't we, of the rise of anxiety and issues around mental health, and it's a huge, huge thing. The people in my church, they don't, they don't really want to engage with this anymore because they're tired, and and you know, some of them are grieving, and some of them have lost opportunities, things they were expecting to do. Um, people are kind of wounded, so it it sort of resonates as this is a moment for saying do we just need to strategically withdraw a little bit um and that might you know might be 24 hours we're talking about here it might might be a few days um and and just rest up uh tend to some wounds you know it kind of stops in a battle it stops the momentum of the battle just to take some time out yeah. doesn't it um that, you know that's why sports people do it in the middle of strategic moments in matches don't they they Absolutely. say oh time out because <laughs> uh, yeah. it, it it changes the the pace and the momentum yeah, um, yeah and, it, and it gives you a moment doesn't it to look up you know when you're in the middle of it all yeah. you just watch the do next 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 and yeah, you can't yeah, see yeah. in front of your face and it, so i think that's it just feels in this moment um you know as leaders but i, I i'm more than that you know if you're in a you might be in a different profession, but actually, if you you might just need a bit of time out, yeah, in order to kind of address these kind of things. Brilliant. And and the thing is, none of us are singular people, right? We don't just have a ministry. We've got family yeah. lives. We've mm -hmm. got personal lives. We've got mm -hmm. um, all sorts of other things that have been going on, and they've all been complicated as well. Yeah, and absolutely. so, the ability just to r remove ourselves from that situation to kind of build capacity to. Uh, one of my favourite leadership books talks about getting off the dance floor and onto the balcony. Just that opportunity yeah. to get a different perspective on everything that's going on. Uh, that sounds that sounds brilliant. I mean, there is a sense in which you could say, well, if someone's listening, how, how do they know if they need a retreat? I mean, I, I think the answer is you do. But I mean, I'm <laughs> sure you have something much more profound to think of than that. I don't know if I do have anything more profound. I, I think experience tells me that it's a hugely strong temptation to think I can do another week or another month or another year and um, it's a classic thing which is I don't see where I'm at myself um, and so I think that there are some kind of questions around you know um, where am I in danger it might be a kind of question to ask ourselves so you know where where do I think that something in my life is kind of at the brink of disaster? So that might be a health related thing, might be a relationship related thing. It might be. I mean, I was I always knew that if I turned up at church to do the tech for the first service that we had, and I couldn't get it to work, and I was really furious that I needed time out. I mean, you know, <laughs> we we all. Because normally I could sort of deal with stuff like that, but when I realised that when I was running on a really short fuse that these were little pointers from me yeah. of, you know, um, knowing that I, I was kind of heading to a danger point. Um, you know, have I stopped appreciating the world around me, you know, uh, time off with my family, um, 
friendships, nice meals, whatever, you know, it's like, am I still in touch or ever actually am I just on this kind of rat wheel thing? Um, am I isolated? You know, some of us get like super isolated, don't we? And so I think that's, that's the kind of question It's like, we have a ten tendency to not take these things soon enough to always think we can keep going more. And actually the, the clever people, you know, the people we admire, have them put in the diary and they take them regardless. Yeah. Because yeah. actually this can only be good for us, really. Um, and I, I, I can yeah. imagine some church leaders listening and saying, ah, but my church team, they, 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 they you know, they're not crazy about me disappearing off. And, and actually I'd feel bad about asking if I could take a day or two days or heaven forbid a week or <laughs> heaven forbid that sabbatical that I'm three years overdue for. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, as a Baptist union, I think if you're on a standard Baptist union, they're not called contracts, but um, whatever yeah. they are, it recommends a stipe, it recommends a sabbatical every seven years. Uh -huh. Um, I mean, do you have anything to say to that, that you would encourage people to deal with their leadership teams, you know, s send them to talk to you? Yeah, yeah. Feel free to send them to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think it's um, one of the one of the things that I found really helpful. And I say this doesn't just apply to, to ministers, but is that actually one of the probably the greatest resource that we have is ourselves. Um, and that sounds again not a very good thing to say but actually we are the resource you know and so if i'm not walking close to god if i'm cross with everyone all the time if i've if i'm kind of running on fumes if i'm digging out a sermon that i preached three years ago hoping that you can't remember anything about it and preaching it without revisiting it nobody's <laughs> ever done that nobody's ever not? done that is it just no. me then just me <laughs> Um, you know, if I know in, in that kind of quiet space that really my faith is very, very shallow and my well-being is pretty shot through, then actually I, I can't bring my best to, to that deacon's meeting, to a church meeting, to a Sunday morning, to the conversation that I have pastorally with someone. So actually, you know, creating that space, um, to really commune with God, which is what we're set apart for doing originally, really is, is a really key aspect of what it means to serve and lead that church really well. Um, and I think that's something for, you know, that's really, really important to communicate. Um, Brilliant. Yeah, I, yeah, I used to have this thing on a Sunday morning said, which I trained my church was, don't, don't ask me difficult things immediately after a Sunday morning service, not because I don't care, but because you will get a much better version of me tomorrow if you call me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I do care. And that's why I don't, unless it's critical, I don't want you to talk to me on Sunday after the service, because you'll just get the, the, you know, the last regs of me. But I'd rather see you in the week where we can have a proper conversation, and you get the best yeah. version of me. Yeah, or in this context wait until i've done my retreat day and then you've <laughs> yeah, got the right. very holy answer so i mean lisa if somebody's sitting there going right okay you've convinced me i definitely tick all the boxes i need a retreat and they're sat there going oh, but now actually that's just gonna be a load of work so i'm gonna have to think about where am i gonna go and am i going on my own am i going to go and I don't have energy for this. This is too. It's actually too hard to organise a retreat. I'm too tired for it. 
what what are we to do so um so there's actually um i i have gathered with my very limited knowledge like there's actually a whole lot of places across scotland um that i am beginning to put into a sort of file of retreat centers that you could ring up and go to and how much they cost and all sorts of exciting things like that so um that's a little piece of work that i need to finish doing but i'm surprised um what's out there and how geographically spread they are and different kinds of types of things as well um so that's that's really helpful um and my plan is in 2022 to also set some retreat days up uh, for different groupings of people in different regional areas as well. So um, there will be information about that and, you know, there'll be facilitated days. So that makes it easy for you to have to make loads of plans, but they won't be so full of stuff that you don't have time just to be and, you know, build a relationship with people and just spend time with God on your own. But sometimes when we're really weary, we just need a few pointers to help us along the way of how to do that well. Um, and you can come on your own, you can come with a friend, you know, it's whatever suits you really in the end. Um, right. But hopefully some great. really practical things. Great. Help. And so we're looking 2022 and that's that'll be church leaders that that's open to or open to anyone or? Yeah, I'm kind of hopeful that we can have a bit of a mixture. Um, so church leaders, um, but also I think we're planning on doing something to do something with Ali Lang for youth leaders and other people in church teams and you know maybe that there'll be something much more general that anyone can come to as well so we'll just see how it all pans out brilliant brilliant so look out for those in 2022 and we'll let you know as soon as they are happening so this is the end of our very first podcast lisa have you had fun I've had a great time, Glenn. Has that resonated with you because that's uh, like a key question isn't it 100 well? percent yeah I mean I am um, like you, I've led throughout this whole time and then changed jobs towards the end of it and absolutely recognise that sentence that you used. Um, it feels like all, all one, it's all been one sentence, no punctuation. Um, and I managed to get a couple of holidays in there, but they're not the usual holidays where you mm -hmm. got away and did all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I had last week off and I realised in the middle of my holiday just how tired I was mm -hmm. and actually realized I don't just need a few days holiday I need something more and mm -hmm. uh, so I might be going to my diary and plotting in a few retreat days over the next little while uh, to do that because I, I think that the reality of what you said that we we really only are able to minister out of the capacity that we have and and I recognize my own capacity is diminished at the moment mm -hmm. and so uh absolutely resonates with me um so yes thank you i feel you. i feel uh, suitably both encouraged and provoked and scolded i don't think you scolded me but you know what i mean uh that, that i i i better i better better pull my finger out and i get on with it so no i think that's 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 really good and um thank you uh thank you for that what I'd want to say to our listeners is, don't worry, most of our podcasts are not going to be me and Lisa talking. This is a trial version. Our goal will be to get interesting people, unique voices, really key mm -hmm. voices, and spend time uh, trying to pull out of them what it is they've learned about walking well with Jesus, what it is they know about mission, how they've experienced doing mission here in Scotland in 
the 21st century. And we look forward to bringing you those stories. We invite you to tell us some of those stories. We don't know everybody. Yeah. Uh, just come and tell us, oh, there's this person here, there's that person there. Could you get this person to talk? And we would uh, love to do that. So we look forward to bringing those people to you. If you've enjoyed the podcast, it would be really helpful for other people to be able to find it. If you can give us a little rating on iTunes or whatever you use it on, uh, tell other people about it. And please do give us feedback. We would love to hear uh, your thoughts, what we should be doing and what what we've done that we really shouldn't be doing. And uh, we are very teachable, we think, aren't we, Lisa? Yes, we are very teachable and very aware of what we need to learn. (laughs) this has been the recast we are out